Welcome to the Winning Drive Podcast, where Parkland USA employees discover the tools, strategies, and resources to increase safety, productivity, and success. Here's your host, Ben Fanning. Hey there, welcome back to the Winning Drive. In this episode, I have Eddie Ho, who's the VP of Finance for Parkland USA. This is the first half of a two-part interview, and you'll get the next half coming at you next week, and you won't want to miss these. We get into his first job that actually included repairing and soldering computer parts, if you can believe it, and then why he decided to make the leap over to finance. Then we get into his interesting career journey that spans multiple countries and cities and what he's learned along the way, including the advice that he'd give his younger self. And then he gets into a really interesting story when he actually visited the demilitarized zone and his trip to the most fortified border in the world. And then we wrap this up with his experience surviving a plane crash. Enjoy this episode. Hey, Eddie, welcome to the show. Glad to be here, Ben. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, glad to have you on. Always good to have the money man on the <laughs> podcast, the person in charge of the bank account and making sure things stay profitable. So let's dive into this thing, Eddie. What was your first job? So my my, my first job wasn't actually uh, you know working out of my McDonald's or working in a restaurant or something like that. It's uh, it's a bit unique. Uh, I was actually fortunate enough uh, to actually work for a computer company in their uh, technical support group. Um, I was in college at the time. This was in, back in South Africa, and and my first job was to actually. Uh, work in a technical service department uh, of, a uh, of a fairly large computer company. And I used to repair uh, computers, desktops, oh. uh, you know, open them all up, change the graphics cards, change the CPUs. Mm -hmm. And then uh, uh, I got quote unquote promoted to, to repairing uh, laptop computers or notebooks. And, and that was harder because the screws are like, uh, you know, four times smaller than a regular desktop computer screw. And then uh, uh, just for fun, um, my supervisors had me uh, repairing actual uh, motherboards of the, the computer. Holy smokes, okay. And um, so so got lots of experience on uh, soldering uh, chips onto the motherboard and soldering chips off the motherboard. Uh, wow. But of course, nowadays uh, it's almost impossible to do those repairs because now the, the, the components are so small. But uh, yeah, I used to... Uh, fix computers and solder and repair motherboards. All right. A couple of interesting things there. Number one, South Africa, ding, ding, ding. That's, that's peaking my interest in two. I mean, you're, you actually were soldering stuff to motherboards and computers. I mean, that's, that is pretty darn interesting. So I guess first part of this, uh, were you born in South Africa? No, I was actually, uh, yeah, it's a, that's a, that's a long story, but I was actually born in uh, Taipei in Taiwan. Okay. All right. And then uh, when I was five, my family, we immigrated to uh, South Africa. So I grew up in South Africa, you know, I went okay. to uh, primary school, went to high school in Johannesburg. And then uh, when I was 16, I uh, went to Canada to study. My parents, they still live in South Africa. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, so 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 I I have uh, three passports and I have citizens and the citizenship of both all of Taiwan, Canada, and South Africa. Wow! 
So you have passed Canada, South Africa, and Taiwan. I mean, you can fly a lot of places with that. That's right. Not have any problems. So (laughs) how does that, like, where do you see that, like your international perspective giving you an advantage or maybe playing out as a strength? Because it sounds like, you know, you have the unique perspective of understanding Asian culture, African culture, and uh, North America. That's right. How does it all come together? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, um, obviously uh, it's been helpful and useful, uh, you know, but even the experience of living in different cultures and different environments mm-hmm. and, and to really embrace the, the, the diversity in, of ways uh, people thinking differently, uh, mm-hmm. I think has been uh, really useful, you know, to, to harness different ideas uh, and, and just just come up with different solutions for different things. You know, um, even in Parkland, you know, we have very, very diverse teams hmm. and um, people, and even within the US, uh, uh, you know, someone from the East will think differently from someone from the West and someone from Houston will think differently from someone from Salt Lake City. Uh-huh. And, and I think it's, it's all about um, huh. embracing that diversity of thinking and really get, getting that, that, that best solution and the best answer and 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 going forward. So so what would, what's adv- what's some advice you'd have to somebody who say has never been out of Canada or never been out of the U.S. and so they you know they're maybe they don't have that global mindset because they haven't had the benefit of traveling outside. What would be something that they can do or to think about to help them think more globally? Yeah, I think. You know, uh, you know, you don't, I don't, I don't think you, you I mean, yes, it will be nice if you, if people, you know, traveled, you know, got to check out different places, whether it's uh, someplace crossing the border mm-hmm. into Canada or, 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 you know, but, you know, avoid to Europe, obviously that would be nice. But I think, you know, overall, it's just embracing uh, different ideas, right? And, and, and mm-hmm. different, different uh, cultures and, and, you know, thinking differently, uh, when somebody has a different opinion about something, you know, it, it's 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 always listening to them and, and trying to understand and and trying to get their point of view before before uh, you come up with your own point of view. So so um, uh, I think it's important for that, right? Yeah. So listen first, being the key thing. It sounds like. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. No, that I mean that 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 makes a lot of sense. And so you bounce around from country to country. And, uh, and in that process, you stopped in South Africa for a while. And so you, it's just interesting because you have this, like, it's like an IT background, but it almost, almost sounds like an engineer, an engineering background <laughs> because you're actually diving into the hardware That's right. on computers. So how in the world did you go from that experience leaping over into the financial side? Yeah. You know, you know, it's very interesting you ask that because I asked my I ask that to myself the same thing all the time, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. you know it, it's uh, you know I, I think you know going through high school and going through university, you decide which courses you like and which courses you don't like. You know, I soon discovered you know going to computer science, you really really have to do that like hard. Mm-hmm. I would call it hardcore math, you know, physics and that type of stuff, and and I didn't really have a, a much of an interest in in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I thought of you know. Go, you know, going into biology or becoming a, a doctor or something like that. But then when I attended my first chemistry course uh, or biology course, uh, this is in grade level 12, 
you know, I was just huh. like, that, this is not for me, right? So I think <laughs> okay. eventually you, you realize, well, you know, you're, you're interested in that type of stuff from a process perspective or, or, or from a, a hobby perspective, uh, but um, uh, you, you, you end up not wanting to do it when, when, when you realize how much work it is. Yeah, and I like that because like, hey, one of the ways I discovered this was I tried different things, right? I took some different classes, I tried different things and I discovered it started to make that distinction between what's a hobby versus what's something I want to really dive into for my career and my lifetime, right? And I'm assuming somewhere along the road, you must have had some kind of finance class or accounting class and the light bulb went off, no? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you know, I, I will say that my, my interest in technology and IT has continued to persist throughout, hmm. you know, uh, through university. I, I self-taught myself, you know, PHP and MySQL, which is basically your, your basic web programming languages. Yeah, wow. Uh, you know, I, I, I still love technology. Uh, I follow all the, you know, uh, I've been following you know, things like BlackBerry from many, many years ago to right now, you know, for cryptocurrency and everything like that. So, so the technology side of me, me is still pretty, very much there. So if you were to sit back right now and someone said, Hey, you know, I'm coming in, what in the world does a VP of finance actually do? How, how would you summarize it to, yeah. to someone? You know, I, the, 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 the VP of finance obviously leads the, the finance team. But I think the, the, the most important thing mm -hmm. is that the finance team is supporting and elevating operations uh, to maximize the full potential of operations uh, effectively and efficiently. So a lot of people, when they think finance, sort of back in the old world is, you know, uh, we've got to process invoices, we've got to get mm -hmm. the cash, we've got to get the AP sorted, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah. that's very much the old world of uh, thinking and, and a lot of that is, is being automated, um, you know, every year, right. Uh, with all the new tools and technology coming in, et cetera. Yeah. But really what finance is, is it needs to be that right arm of the operations. And, and all the time I encourage my team members, you know, think of yourself as a mini CFO or think of yourself mm -hmm. as, a, you know, that right hand person, to your GM or to your operations manager or, or, or to whoever you interact with in operations, how can you make their day better? How can you provide them with the insights they need to compete in the marketplace? How can you hmm. help them make decisions, whether it's a decision to open up a new store, whether it's a decision to maybe discontinue a product line, you know, there's a lot of insights that finance can provide. And, and, and one of the, the goals that I have is really just to unlock that potential within finance mm -hmm. and have that finance really, uh, you know, interact with uh, the operations teams and giving that boost and oomph to the, uh, to, to the operations. Yeah, it makes sense. So like if I'm a truck driver right now and I'm thinking of finance, I'm not just thinking about, hey, that's the person that's, make sure that, that, that's making sure I get paid every week. You're thinking about, hey, they're getting involved in making decisions, like you said, on which companies uh, we should be looking at to partner with or acquire, or like you say, open up a new location, or mm -hmm. you guys are really integrated into all of the different aspects of the business to make sure there's a, 
there's a perspective of profitability. It sounds like because without yeah. finance, people want to make that. How do you make these decisions without finance involved? Right. I mean, to me in the past, like you're saying, the finance people probably got involved at the end of the process. And then they discovered, man, this big decision we made, it's not making money. <laughs> and now exactly. you up front, right? Exactly. And, and, and you mentioned, you know, truck drivers. In fact, you know, I encourage uh, everyone, including truck drivers, to, you know, walk into the office and say hi to your finance folks, have a chat with them, tell them what's going on, right? And perhaps the finance team can help you. You know, say if there's something broken or, or, or we need to do a repair, you know, the finance person can actually uh, uh, bring it up to whoever's attention and get it addressed, right? Or mm-hmm. if there's a way that you think, you know, we can incur some savings or, or, or something like that, you know, the finance person is there to help. You know, sometimes, uh, uh, you know, our GMs, are, they're very busy people, you know, um, but we, we want to make sure that the, the finance team is there to help support the business as well. Yeah, I'm trying to imagine a truck driver. Like, I've got this idea that can save some money. And I've had this thing for three years in my, you know, I've been trying to talk about it, not getting a lot of traction. And now, of course... There's a continuous, there's a continuous uh, improvement quality person with Kelly. So that helps, but certainly, yeah, making finance an ally for that. I think that's a really cool perspective uh, and it could be a really unique advantage to Parkland if there's a connection between the two. Yeah, no, that's right. And, you know, it's all about, um, you know, in, in, and in Parkland, it's all about the team of teams approach. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure uh, if people have heard that term before. But, but really, it's, you know, back in the old way of thinking, it's all about, you know, silos, you know, the, the, you know, the, the finance person reports up to, you know, the controller and then the controller reports to the director and, and so forth. And it's very much siloed, you know, in the finance world and your operations. Very vertical very, oriented. Exactly. Yeah, it's very separated. But the whole idea of team of teams is depending on, the issue at hand or the project of, of, of hand, at hand, mm. you, you kind of eliminate that hierarchy and those silos and, and you really put the relevant people, the best people there and, and, and solve the issues, right? So, so don't, what I'm trying to say is break down the barriers. Mm-hmm. Don't think too, too much in silos. It's really, really important uh, for everyone to, to contribute. And, and, I, and in the finance uh, world, um, in the finance team, that's what I encourage uh, our team to do as well. You know, work with operations, uh, have meetings, have catch-ups, grab a coffee, you know, understand what everybody else is doing and, and see how you can support them. And, and don't be afraid that because you're working with the operations people, you know, that, that's kind of unusual or not mm-hmm. warranted or whatever. It's, it's all about how can we deliver uh, the best support uh, that how can you deliver the best support using your talents and your capability and so on and so forth. Yeah, I love that. And it, that, that's a very innovative way to do it. And, you know, hopefully it, it creates some opportunity for everyone inside the Parkland USA organization. Let's let's rewind just a little bit because I don't sure. want to get too far away from your background. What what's What's the advice that you'd give to your younger self? Obviously, you've got a pretty interesting background with the different countries that you've lived in and yeah. influenced you, what, what's the advice that you give your younger self? You know, I, 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 uh, when I was thinking about that, uh, as you're asking that question, you know, it's mm-hmm. probably, you know, I, I'm a 
a lot of people don't re realize this, but I'm actually a very introverted person and, 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 and in some ways quite shy. Uh, I can tell you that uh, uh, back when I was in high school, I was pretty shy in terms of being around girls or, or, or joining sports teams mm -hmm. or stuff like that. So, so, so you know, I was kind of like an introverted person, right? Uh, and what I'll tell my younger self is, you know, don't be afraid to take risks. Uh, don't be afraid to go out and try something new, uh, you know, um, and, uh, uh, and thinking back to my high school days or my university days, you know, I wish uh, I would have uh, spent that time to, 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 to go out of my comfort zone and, and try something completely different, completely new, uh, instead of being, uh, instead of shying away from it. Yeah, I think that's really, you know, that's, that's a really interesting strategy. And, and I've, I've heard it, I think. I believe that's one of the ones that Jay Erickson, the COO, not exactly word for word, but he, he said it was important to get outside your comfort zone and to try new things. And I think specifically for that's great advice for employees and leaders inside Parkland USA, because you guys are growing fast, mm -hmm. you're innovating fast, obviously, and you're growing quickly through acquisitions. And so through that, that's, pushing people outside of their comfort zone, right? You're doing rebranding, you're going to new systems. There's a lot of change. That's and right. um, I think that's great advice for your younger self and probably for all of us to keep in mind. Oh yeah. And, and especially <laughs> right now, right? Like, uh, you know, we, we're going through a lot of change. Uh, and um, those of you, so those of the team members in finance would know that we're switching from uh, the legacy says as we're acquiring companies and integrating companies, we're switching from the legacy systems to PDI and, you know, mm -hmm. uh, things that were done uh, in the old ways have, have to be changed into the new ways. Uh, sometimes there's a capability that was pretty good. All of a sudden has to be done a bit more manually. Um, mm -hmm. But then there's also the other things where sometimes the manual things can be more automated, etc. So, so I think um, embracing change and, and um, not uh, not being afraid of that, but also taking um, you know ownership uh, and 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 being that leader uh, within your own uh, realm, I think mm -hmm. it, it's really important. You know, um, as people go through change, etc., it's easy to say, "Oh, I'm just going to leave it to someone else to fix it for me." But uh, you know, everybody is busy. Everybody uh, has things to do. Um, you know, what I encourage people is to be sort of be bold, which is kind of our model at Parkland. Mm -hmm. And 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 if there's something that doesn't fit, doesn't sit right with you, doesn't seem right, you know, be bold, own it, bring it up, um, make the impact, make the change, suggest it to someone, talk to somebody, and 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 really uh, and really work on it because uh, because. The, the real agent of change is, is yourself, in my view. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about change at the big level. We talk about implementing systems and all these changes, but you're right. Where does change happen? At the individual level first. If we're not all acting together in the change, then the big stuff never happens anyway. So I love that idea of taking ownership of it and make it happen. We are looking for drivers. Know a safe CDL licensed driver? Refer them to Parkland USA, and if we hire them, you'll get an employee referral bonus. Bonuses range from $1,000 to $2,000, depending upon the rock and the need for drivers. 
Please spread the word and let your dispatcher or people and culture manager know of any potential leads. You are listening to the Wedding Drive Podcast. Now back to the show with your host, Ben Fanning. So what do you do? What, what do you like to do outside of work other than, I mean, I, I'm just imagining you in your garage repairing <laughs> computers as a kind of personal, <laughs> personal hobby. <laughs> well, 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 trust me, I, I don't I don't repair uh, my computers anymore. Uh, that, no, that, okay, that, all right. You know, you're, you're not just, tinkering uh, like a Hewlett you're Packard just guy. You back and, and you exchange it for a new one uh, these days. That's how it <laughs> works now. But um, uh, no, I, I uh, well, pre pandemic, I love uh, traveling, hmm. whether it was uh, by myself or with uh, a friend or two, or maybe I would uh, go visit a friend somewhere else. Um, you know, traveling uh, was, was, was my, my biggest hobby. And I would try to do that every time I have a time off, I will, I will go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether that's in North America or, or whether that's in Israel or South Africa or, or England, UK, Paris, you name it. What's uh, been your most I, I, memorable trip? My me- most memorable trip? Mm-hmm. Um, so I did go visit uh, South Korea. And part of visiting South Korea in, when you go to Seoul you can actually visit the border of North Korea. And oh. uh, yeah, and uh, it's, it's very uh, interesting. And uh, you go to this, uh, it's, you go to the demilitarized zone and you know, there's, it's, there's a whole bunch of uh, US troops there. Uh, there's obviously United Nations there. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, there is the, the, a soldier actually escorts you on a bus into the demilitarized zone. And you have to follow the instructions very carefully. And actually, you have to sign a waiver that says uh, if you get killed or shot by a North Korean person, uh, it's not our responsibility. <laughs> so, um, no, I, what, it, so what happens in a demilitarized zone? Yeah, no, it's just, uh, you know, you've got uh, on the south side of the border, you've got the, the, the South Koreans and, and the U.S. troops protecting mm-hmm. the south side of the border. And then you've got, you know, the North Koreans on the North uh, on the border, it's it's exactly like that that scene where um, I believe Kim Jong Un and uh, Trump were shaking hands. That's where I was, uh, wow. right there, maybe uh, two years before that handshake between uh, President Trump uh, and and Kim Jong Un. Wow. But um, uh, but uh, that was my most uh, I guess thrilling moment uh, because you're, you're kind of standing there not knowing what to do. And, you know, it, it, it is a risky place to visit, but it is also a very interesting place to visit. Well, so is the demilitarized zone, the space between North Korea and South Korea, right on That's the border? Right. Okay. That's right. it, it is the most fortified border in the world. Um, wow. And uh, there's a lot of mines and, and stuff like that. So, so you really have to listen to the soldier escorting you and, and, and taking you around and showing you things. And of course, there's a gift shop uh, at the end of the tour, <laughs> like all other tours. You gotta, there's like a sticker. I visited the, I was at the demilitarized zone or the most right. fortified border in the world. <laughs> That's Dude, right. So That's right. it sounds like you enjoy a good adventure. Uh, and yes, I do. Yes, that's right. Any any other specific adventure story that you can share with the listeners uh, of a trip that you've been on? That sounds like a pretty um, cool one. Well, I've also, uh, in terms of other adventures, I think I've had quite a few. Uh, you know, I've been to Israel, uh, and also part of Israel, uh, as you uh, know, is is controlled by Palestine. 
like Bethlehem, mm-hmm. for example, and you have to cross into the border into Palestine, and and you know everything yeah. you see on the news, it's over there. Um, uh, some people know this, but I've also been in a plane crash before. <laughs> in uh, whoa, uh, I don't in, think in, most. I don't think most of our listeners know that. <laughs> but yes, what yeah, was that? That's where true. was the crash? Uh, it was actually in Toronto. I was still uh, back in college uh, back then, but. Um, uh, I was flying from uh, Paris to Toronto on Air France, and our uh, plane overshot the runway uh, uh, in a thunderstorm. So it missed, hmm. kind of missed uh, the runway by half of the runway, and uh, we crashed sort of near the end of the runway. Uh, no one died, which is great. Everybody jumped out and escaped. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was a very, Ooh. very uh, another one of those very interesting moments. So you uh, had you were landing, or you were taking off. Uh, landing, landing. You were landing. Oh my gosh! That's you were right. going, and did they tell you to prepare? And no, no. Actually, everybody notice? thought, you know, we were landing in a thunderstorm, and actually, people clapped as soon as we touched the ground, thinking, you know, oh, the captain made it. It was a safe flight, but nobody knew that we've already missed half the runway, and and, and <laughs> you were at the end of the runway. You had landed, and, and we've but, run out of runway. Basically. Oh my gosh! So. So no, wow. it, was, it was interesting. Um, I was, I mean, I'm glad that everybody lived. You know, there was uh, uh, some injuries. Um, I had some, I had some minor injuries. There was a few of, of more serious injuries, but uh, everybody lived. But uh, one thing from that one was interesting is that, um, uh, you know, there was eight doors, and out of the eight exits or doors, only four were open, hmm. and out of the four that were open, only two had working slides. So, so Whoa. always expect that and expect it there. Yeah. Wow. Expect. Yes. And the airlines need to make sure they're checking those slides. <laughs> exactly. Your health matters. Sitting all day isn't great for our health and incorporating physical activity into your day helps counteract that. Our motion program is open to all employees and literally pays you to walk. You earn free money, by walking a certain number of steps per day. This money is applied to your HSA bank account and can be used directly to pay for any doctor's visits, prescriptions, or anything else you'd use your health insurance for. The maximum amount of money you can earn over the year is $1,100. Many of our employees have lost significant weight, gotten healthier, and even slept better since they joined Motion. Reach out to your dispatcher and people and culture manager information on how to get started. It's that easy. Thanks for listening to the Winning Drive podcast. Be on the lookout for a new episode soon.